Welcome to Industry Focus, the show that dives into a different sector of the stock market every single day. Today is Wednesday, June the 5th, and we're talking healthcare. I'm your host, Shannon Jones, and I am joined via Skype by a very special guest, our own medical device med tech champion, Brian Feroldi. Brian, let me just say, I'm always excited when you are on the show. You've just been such a huge advocate and really champion for investors to really start paying attention and focusing on this space. I mean, this is really where you've seen the monstrous gains come from in 2018. So I'm always thrilled when I have you back because you always bring such interesting stocks to talk about. Yeah, I love digging into small med tech companies. They are certainly a, a, a favorite of mine. So always happy to talk about these companies. Yes. And for our listeners, be sure to check out his coverage on Fool.com. Brian uh, writes like a beast. I don't know how you keep up with everything, but between interviews, earnings coverage, updates from a lot of these companies, you can always check him out on Fool.com. Highly recommend it. Um, But for today's show, uh, we're going to be giving you updates on a stock that we talked about earlier in the year. has been on an absolute tear since the start of the new year. And also, uh, we've got an IPO that likely many of you have never even heard of, but should definitely be on your radar, and hopefully so after today's show. Uh, Brian, let's kick things off with an update from a company we spoke about earlier this year. That's device maker Novacure. And for our listeners, that's ticker symbol NVCR. Um, You could say they've had a rather unorthodox approach to treating cancer, particularly when it comes to -to difficult-to-treat cancers, the solid tumors, which are really the holy grail of cancer treatment today. Um, The stock is up about 60% on the year versus the S&P, which is up about 9.5%. And that's even despite a pretty rocky pullback that happened in the spring. They just reported out news in May. Uh, Brian, before we dive into the updates, can you get any new listeners up to speed by just explaining how exactly their kind of odd-looking yet very powerful device works? Yeah, sure. Novacure is a medical device company that fights cancer uh, with electric fields. So they make this kind of funny-looking product that goes right on a patient's head. It looks almost like a swimming cap that has cords attached to a battery. And the the device actually emits low-dose electric fields that inhibit cell division in cancerous tumors. It sounds crazy, uh, but they actually have the data to show that the device works. And they've been growing very quickly uh, for several years as as this device has grown more and more popular with people who have glioblastoma multiform which is a uh, deadly form of brain cancer. So this company has um, done very well in its core markets, but the, uh, the reason we're touching, talking about them today is just a few weeks ago, they announced that they got one FDA approval for a second uh, condition uh, for their device. So they now have the thumbs up from the FDA to treat a, uh, a disease called mesothelioma which is a cancer that lines the, uh, the lungs, the stomachs, and the heart, and it's, it comes as a uh, result of exposure to um, asbestos. And the reason that this was newsworthy isn't because it's a huge market. Um, thankfully, asbe- uh, mesothelioma is a, is a rare disease, only about 3,000 or so uh, diagnoses in the U.S. every year. Uh, the reason that uh, we wanted to update our listeners on this is because it, uh, it, it showcases that the, the technology uh, does work in areas outside the brain. So that opens the door down the road for this company to, uh, to win FDA approval in a number of markets that are just massive. Lung cancer, pancreatic cancer, brain metastases, those indications could dwarf mesothelioma and, uh, and brain cancer. So big positive here. 
Yeah, huge positive. Again, you know, not newsworthy because of the market with this new approval, but it's really about validation of their tech. You talked about some of the potential indications that they have on tap in their pipeline, um, lung cancer, pancreatic cancer, even ovarian cancer. These are indications where nearly 300,000 Americans are diagnosed each year in the U.S. alone. That's 24 times larger than the GBM indication, the aggressive form of brain cancer that you were mentioning. Um, And so this is really important. Um, I think another point to highlight is that with GBM, it is a very aggressive form of brain cancer, but it's also a very difficult to treat form of brain cancer. The prognosis is very, very poor for patients that have this. So any improvement that has come because of their Optune system um, has been welcomed. And so when you see a company like this with kind of an innovative, odd-looking device, if you will, um, actually pushing the needle in huge unmet need areas and going after really the most aggressive form of cancer out there, you snag approvals there. Now you're also getting approvals in mesothelioma. If anything, it's just another notch in their platform that says this technology actually works. Um, I think this also bodes well from a coverage standpoint. Brian, you've written about this a little bit in some of your articles, too, where Medicare historically has um, not been able to cover Optune. They have basically refused is $21,000 a month price tag. Um, They also got news in May that Medicare has a proposal out to potentially start covering this in most cases. So really, um, I think not only is it the FDA approval, it's the coverage that's expanding, potentially in line with some of their commercial coverage that they're already offering. If anything, I get more excited the more we talk about this company, even though I was a skeptic at first. I could admit that, Brian. Oh, I was too, and I thought that their uh, their tech was like hocus pocus magic when I when I first learned about it. But the more I've dug in, the more I've learned, the more interested I've become, and I think that the medical community feels the same way. I mean, this this technology is so different from everything else that's out there. But the more data that they 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 provide, uh, the more patients they get on, and the more FDA approvals they win, it becomes harder and harder to ignore. So lots to be excited about here. Yeah, lots to be excited. And just to to close out this first half of the show, um, they also reported first quarter results. Revenue shot up 41% to $73 million. Gross margin expansion by 800 basis points to 73%. Still have a net loss um, on their most recent quarter, as most companies do at this particular stage. But it's really good to see that loss narrowing, falling 41% to $12.2 million. So it'll be really interesting to see how their Q2 stats fare. We'll be getting updates in the next couple of months from them shortly on that. And they've got four phase three pivotal trials right now in the pipeline. So a lot to look forward to with this company. And of course, Brian will be sure to keep all of our listeners up to date on the latest. So let's turn our attention um, to the company most people likely have not heard about, but I can tell you it has been buzzing around the hallways here at Full HQ. I've heard so much about this company. So it's been on my list to actually do a show with you, Brian. On this company, that company is none other than Shockwave Medical. That's ticker symbol SWAV, Suave, for our listeners out there. Um, Brian, despite its performance since it debuted on the market, um, this really still is a company that just hasn't gotten enough investor attention, investor love, I think. Um, What can you tell us about its debut on the market 
a little bit earlier this year and why you became interested in the stock. Yeah. So, um, and, and that makes sense. This, so for listeners, this is the company that came public in, uh, in March of this year. And that is right in the time when uh, Pinterest, uh, Lyft, Uber, Beyond Meat, I mean, we've been spoiled with the number of IPOs we have. So it makes complete sense how this company, which should have gotten a little bit more fanfare, has been just kind of brushed aside. But this company has been just red hot. They, they, they came IPO, uh, their IPO priced at, at 17, which was above their range, and they're currently trading about 58. So this has been uh, what quadruple since it uh, a triple since it came public. And um, to answer your question, the reason that this company was on my radar at all was because another company, medical device company that I deeply admire, uh, Abiomed. We've talked about them on the on, um, on the show before. They actually took an equity position in this company prior to its IPO, and they also helped uh, fund helped get the IPO going. And these two businesses are now working together. So getting the thumbs up from a proven market winner like Abiomed was a big vote of confidence for this company in my book. Yeah, let's talk about their tech. Um, what's amazing to me with Shockwave Medical is not necessarily that they invented something new. Rather, they took um, really two different types of tech, put it together as one, and they've had some pretty astonishing results, to say the least. What can you tell us about how their tech works and particularly um, how it can address many of the needs related to heart disease? So Shockwave is focused on the cardiovascular disease market. So they sell an intravascular uh, system that makes use of uh, technology that has been around for uh, decades called lithotripsy. So millions of people uh, in America and around the world have uh, developed fatty deposits in their arteries. And that can cause all kinds of problems that restricts blood flow and doesn't allow blood to circulate around the body. So when this happens, a very common procedure is to use angioplasty, which is when a, in a tiny balloon is inserted through a catheter into the blocked artery, and then it's inflated to widen the artery uh, at the point of the blockage and restore blood flow. Now, that technology has been around for a long time. Uh, it works very well. Uh, however, in about 30% of cases, the plaque that's blocking the, uh, the artery becomes calcified, so it becomes like basically rock hard. In those situations, uh, normal balloons don't work. So doctors have to use either very high-pressure balloons or they even insert balloons that have blades in them to literally cut out, to, to score the inside of the arteries uh, to relieve the, the extreme pressure from that, from that calcium. Uh, and in very tough cases, they actually, uh, in very blocked cases where the calcium is just everywhere, um, they actually use a miniaturized drill to be inserted into the artery to literally drill out uh, the calcium. Uh, as you can imagine, using scoring and a drill can be, uh, can be very risky because not only can it damage the artery wall, but it can also cause debris and the calcium to be shed out and go into the bloodstream, and that can cause uh, problems for the patient both upstream and downstream. So Shockwaves has an uh, innovative solution here. So they use a technology called lithotripsy, which has been used to break apart kidney stones uh, for decades in patients. And what they do is they developed a, a device that is inserted with a balloon directly into the impacted artery. And then the, the, the device creates small sonic waves that actually break up the calcium deposits in the, heart, in the hardened arteries while leaving all of the soft tissue that's around it unharmed. So these sonic waves actually break up the calcium and allow blood flow to be restored in a much safer manner. 
I think we should uh, retitle this show all about physics. It's really the simplicity of physics. I mean, you're talking about sonic waves. I mean, you're talking about uh, with Novigur electricity. It's amazing to me the simplicity of tech that's already out there is now being applied in an innovative way for just huge needs. Sometimes it's not about, you know, the expensive, you know, gene therapy that costs, you know, over, you know, a billion dollars. But anyway, it, it comes down to the simplicity of technology. And that's what this company is all about. But really, it's their business model that also is really intriguing because they've got some reoccurring revenue streams that are built in as well. Yeah. So Shockwave basically sells three devices. So they sell a, a the, the device itself, which is the lithotripsy generator, uh, which is about the size of an Xbox, plugs right into the wall. Then that connects to a connector cable that uh, powers the actual catheter. And then Shockwave also sells the disposable catheter as well. So there is, um, I mean, this company is, is still pretty, pretty small uh, from the revenue standpoint, but down the road, uh, as those catheters get used more and more, they are disposed of after each treatment. So the business model will have a recurring re revenue component built into it kind of over time. And that just makes me excited as an investor. And to quickly uh, put some numbers behind what this company has done, uh, still very, very early on here in the stage. So last year, the total revenue for the full year was just over $12 million. Uh, but thankfully, that number is growing extremely quickly as more and more uh, providers grow used to this technology. Uh, last quarter, their revenue actually jumped 450% to over $7 million, and they expect revenue for the, the full year to, uh, to just about triple uh, over 2018. So growing very fast. So, so I've seen some analysts pegging Shockwave's top line, potentially surpassing $250 million by 2023, about a 20-fold increase over the next four to five years. Brian, where, where is this coming from? Yeah, so the, the, the big thing to, uh, for investors to look around with any new technology is, okay, what's the potential here? So where they are at the beginning is, is hopefully, where they could be in the end is hopefully much bigger than uh, where they are right now. So uh, they currently have um, a regulatory approval to treat uh, peripheral artery disease with this device, which is uh, when blood flow is restricted in the limbs, and that's usually in the leg. Uh, they have approval for this both in the U.S. and in Europe. And management pegs that opportunity there at about a $1.7 billion market. Uh, now, a couple other indications down the road that could, be, that could expand that number significantly. So right now they do have um, the uh, approval in Europe to treat coronary artery disease, which is the arteries that supply the heart uh, with blood. So you can use Shockwave uh, device uh, on that um, in Europe, and they are currently um, marching down the path to get the approval there in the U.S. too. Uh, if everything goes well there, this that could be another uh, $2 billion uh, opportunity for the business. And then finally, another, uh, another area that they think that this technology could be applied to is uh, a treatment for aortic stenosis, which is the, the heart valves themselves in, uh, when they become calcified. So they, 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 the heart valves can become narrowed and obstruct blood flow. And if they can win approval for that indication, that would add another $3 billion market uh, on top of uh, everything we already talked about. So the numbers here could be huge in time. So Shockwave right now is trading at about $58 a share, has a market cap of about $1.6 billion. 
Brian, on the one hand, I think as an investor, this is insanely expensive, especially looking at the revenues that you just mentioned earlier. On the other hand, though, you laid out the case for the total addressable market, which is key for any investor to be aware of. I mean, just in those indications alone, even if they only capture a small percentage of those therapeutic indications moving forward, I have to step back and think now could actually be the best time to get in on this stock, especially ahead of those multi-billion dollar indications. Yeah. Uh, th- there's no doubt that that buying this stock today is a bitter pill to swallow. I mean, like you said, uh, revenue is expected to be about 33 to 36 million for the full year, and they're trading at 1.6 billion dollars. So, literally 50 times full year revenue estimates. That is a enormous premium. So, it, 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 but when we talked about, it, it makes sense why Wall Street expects such has has such high hopes for this business. Not only are they going down a potentially huge market, um, but they're already showing uh, extremely fast growth. So when you have when Wall Street gets excited like that, uh, the stocks can just soar. Um, so this is, but the, the the thing for investors to know is that this is going to be a volatile stock. I mean, the, 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 this is priced so at such a high value that investors can expect you know huge swings up and up and down. So if you are interested in this stock and you, and you get to know it, uh, you know we always recommend buying in thirds, taking an initial position, and then building it out over time as you see the company go along. But from what I've seen, I, I totally understand why Wall Street is very excited about this business. Yeah, so a lot to like here. But with volatility, not for the faint of heart. So starter position may be the way to go with this particular company. Brian, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, We'll have you back on soon, hopefully to give us some more good updates, more good stock tips in the uh, weeks and months ahead. Yeah, that sounds great. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you at Fool Fest tomorrow. Yes, looking forward to that. And that'll do it for this week's show. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. This show is being mixed by Austin Morgan. For Brian Feroldi, I'm Shannon Jones. Thanks for listening, and Fool up.